Hi, Craig. We're we're recording the session zero, I guess, of the Reign of Radiance campaign. Mm, yep. Session zero. Session zero point five. Yeah, zero point whatever. Campaign's been delayed for two and a half weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as always with session zero or discussion type sessions, I'm not going to be editing pretty much anything. I'm going to adjust the audio levels on Fredboat because it's always way too loud. But otherwise, yeah, copyrighted music, unedited audio, and just chill times. Perfect. Yep. So describe to me what your character is. Who is your character? Oh, by the way, and who are you as a person? They know me. Yeah, they know you. Um, I'm Jonathan. I, I've i known you for a little bit in Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. I've played D&D for about two years now. And I have been listening to the podcast for a couple months now. Not cut up yet, but you know. I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. And now I guess I get to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if this gets posted, we'll see. This will probably get posted. I, I'll post something similar to like discussions, the beginning of corn. Um, but okay. yeah, I'll, I'll post something similar to that where it's just like unedited audio and it's just us hanging out talking figuring out character decisions. We have two other players in this campaign, both of which were not able to attend this recording session. That's okay. Um, Yes. Okay. Should we talk about the world or the character or what would you like to talk about? I think we should start with the world, you know. The Figure world. Okay, okay. On. So, my world, um, there's like the old ancient magical times where magic was way more frequent and it was just crazy and the gods were literally walking around on the material plane causing havoc wherever they went. And because of that, they decided to steal themselves away in an agreement. And, mm. um... The, the material plane, now that the godlike entities have been agreed to stay away from it, a lot of, sort of, demigods roam the material plane, either to help maintain balance or to try to break balance. And then... Our continent that we're focusing on is, I think I, did I name the continent? Cosmic history, civilization history. I have not named the civilization yet. Yeah. um, I hate coming up with names. I like absolutely hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I have to have a friend help me come up with my character's name. So I didn't even come up with it myself. 
But um, so what's the situation? What's going on in this world right now? So in this world, uh, I'll describe the continent sort of. It's a long time ago during the warring cosmic war. Um, a great meteor struck the one of the ley lines of magic, and it caused the entire Earth to shatter and ripple and large mountain ranges to form. So there's circular rings of ocean to the center of the like main ley line capital. And of course, the capital's doing all their own stuff. And since they're on a ley line, they like messing with magic. And there is one day a massive rift tear that just rips open the sky um, to the positive energy plane. And I realized that a lot of other fantasy has covered this type of story before where light wins or there's too much positive energy but we're going to cover it slightly differently so that's where the campaign derives its name it's the radiance or positive energy will rain down occasionally like droplets or like flares onto the area and of course our one of the mountain ranges of this meteor ripples is close to the radiance rift so yeah <clears throat> do you want to talk about your character and its relationship to the rift and the positive energy plane yes i don't know how much i can talk about the positive energy plane itself but um my character is a um uh phoenix like character um they're a demigod who have been roaming the earth for, say, a little over a hundred years. Um, their story is kind of a sad one, you know, befriending and um, becoming very close with another demigod from the negative plane, but uh, their relationship wasn't too stable in terms of cosmic power. And uh, it ended with a, a fatal fight where Shamir, or Shahir was the winner. That's my character. And he just lives his life uh, roaming um, the earth, trying to keep balance, trying to fulfill his duty, despite um, the heavy burden that he carries on his back now. Um, I know you had a little brief description. I don't think I have that as a DM. Are you able to send that to me somewhere? Uh, sure, a description of what? Like the the names that you were using and the little like the other names that you were using. Last time you saw me, I was in. Oh, um, I didn't finish that. I can just send you the little <laughs> the little piece I had yesterday. Or not yesterday. Yeah, that works. Last time I saw you. That has the names on it. So you're a demigod phoenix of the positive energy plane, and you see this rift tear open just after your dispute with a loved one. Is it connected mm -hmm. at all? It might be connected. It could be connected if you want it to be. I finish the entire backstory. That was a very short gist of it. 
So if you if you hold on, let me just send this to you on Discord. Maybe I should have sent you a link to the doc. But um, here's the, just the text. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just sent you the whole text. So your character's name is Shahir. Yeah. And only is the negative phoenix, right? Yes. Did you end up killing the negative energy phoenix? Or uh, yes, I in as when I was planning to finish it, uh, the negative phoenix uh, would be killed. Mm hmm. Out of love, no, out of pain. Out of pain. Accidental um, defense until one person dies. Yes. It was, um, I guess. What's the word? Neither of them really wanted it to happen, but it kind of had to happen to sort of keep mm -hmm. a peace. But, um, we could say, uh, this fight happened after the rift appeared. Oh, okay. Say the rift appeared and the characters or my characters are like we can't beat together because stuff like this is happening. And so if I uh, what my character takes life for the other character and now they're trying to or not they just my character is trying to fix his mistakes, I guess. But Where I do were remember... you guarding? Where were you? Were we guarding? Where would you um... have had this fight? So you see the sky tear open and the the council or there are a series of guardians supposed to keep the balance and you're you're one of the 11 or 12 i think of the keepers balance keepers um would they have formed a meeting or would you have hmm. let's see i was thinking that yeah the the others have formed the meeting and sort of shunned uh, Shahir and Sun out because of while well, there is an agreement to keep a balance doing like being in a relationship isn't really part of that mm -hmm. and I think their fight would be perhaps in a town that was probably devastated by the positive energy rain mm -hmm. and um, so in not shunned from the conference, you, you, the conflicts between your relationship comes to a boiling point too. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of just like everything's falling apart, getting shunned out by your people or your group, just everything like coming together and creating this tension point and things having to just end kind of in a brutal manner. Um, okay. Yeah, any thoughts or changes you think to make this fit better in the story? So, I think you two are probably the embodiments of the most pure form of either positive or negative energy without a leaning towards lawful or chaotic, just true neutral. What alignment was your character? I was thinking, well, forgetting the names of the alignments, it was like it's uh, it's on a range. Yeah, lawful neutral. Okay. Um. So yeah, you would you would be ruled bound, but of the elements, you're probably the purest one. There are other elemental demigod guardians, um, including the four main primal elements like fire and earth and all that um and then there would mm-hmm. also be several guardians for time and space and fate and all that but since the the rift happened and knowledge about your connection with each other you're sort of kicked out because there is a possibility that your connection to each other might have formed the rift, um, like a disruption in the balance. So the other material plane guardians sort of don't want to. And so what I was thinking is the the council, I'm not sure what I'm going to call them. Um, I mean, the council sounds good. If you want to keep it with that, <laughs> the the council of guardians. Yeah, yeah, guardians of the council. Something. What? The cosmic council. That's an alliteration going there. Yeah. I... Um...
We have no more music. Let me go grab some more music. I did notice I got a little quieter. <laughs> I'm going with equilibrium. Mm, that sounds so, good. Uh, the the guardians banish both of you away from the council meeting, worried that uh, a shift in the balance could cause one of you to act aggressively or to act out of balance with everyone else. So they banish you to mm -hmm. different parts of the world, but you still sought each other out anyway. Mm -mm. Okay. okay. Is that does that fit into your narrative? Hmm. A secret meeting. Well, secret meeting. It feels a little unnecessary to have them separated for story purposes if they do end up meeting and get up, end up in a fight anyways. Mm -hmm. So, they say they could be banished from the council, but they're not separated. But, um... Okay. You know, just like I, I really want to get this this down because it depends on where the equilibrium guardians were meeting, where the guardians were actually, um, and how they were meeting. Okay. So, uh, what are you thinking right now? Hmm. I think I'm thinking. Um. The Guardians all... So there's this rift, right? And the Guardians say that because balance has been broken, you two should not have impact on the Guardians' decisions. And they, they decide to have their meeting on how to deal with the rift by themselves. And you two are just walking around in the city right outside the council meeting. Mm. Yeah. Still not quite. Or could the... Or could the... Um... Well, it seems... What if the council meeting was, like, I guess in a different plane? Mm-hmm. It would probably be held in the plane of Mechanus. Um where they where all these like lawful guardians are able to meet together and everything is follows a very strict set of rules and balance okay hmm. well, which would you prefer in a different plane or in a town the only reason i mentioned another plane is because i feel like if these demigods or beings are like meeting up for something super important it wouldn't just be like in a town yeah it would probably be in mechanist to decide how to bring back order 
Um, or would it be in somewhere else? Let's see. Elysium? Probably not. That's too positive. Yeah, I think it would probably be held in Mechanus. Okay. Maybe to get to Mechanus, there could be a town that has like some sort of sigil or like statue or some sort of thing that like allows these uh, council members to get there easily. What do you think? Because the uh, Equilibrium Accord is happens whenever is necessary i think you guys would have communication systems with each other um you would have probably a bracelet with several different like jewels on it one pretty large gym that will light up if an accord is is called into action and you can activate that gym to travel to mechanis to the accord hall I do like that. That is a good idea. So you, Shahir, Shahir, I think, right? Yes. Shahir, and suddenly you arrive at the Accord, but they say that since it deals in positive and negative energies, that you you cannot take actions in this decision-making process. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you want spend one last fateful day together. What do you talk about on that? Did you want me to make a, a character decision? <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to make a character decision or if you were oh, describing well, the situation. Uh, I mean, what would you do? So the accord is like. You cannot weigh in on our decision-making process because you hold too much bias to both the positive and negative energy plane. Where would, what would you and Sunni do? That's a big drop. Oh, I gotta activate big brain time. Um, I guess so you guys have just been kicked out of the accord hall and you're talking to each other the rift is probably the biggest point of conversation um i would imagine to hear a little angry and frustrated being left out of the conversation because he still has like this sense of duty to like assist and maintain and balance mm-hmm. and Sung Lee would probably be on the same boat but he probably grasps the situation better or assumes that this rift might have something to do with like them and might also believe that that's why they were kicked out of the council is more than just um, their stances but also their relationship And so they suddenly brings up the topic of maybe 
discontinuing this relationship because it is obviously affecting balance overall. Yeah. And I here reacted. I imagine Shahir would very much react negatively. Um, he would probably, you know, do the basic like, uh, there's more to it than that. Um, we can find another solution other than that. You know, basic stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I would assume at some point, um, maybe not right in this moment, maybe a little later, um, one of these like positive flares like whips out, like lashes out, uh, take you know, like whatever town or city they're in, it gets taken out. And in this panic and all this like confusion going on and all this magic, transforming everything, hurting, injuring people, they're the two things that can't help. But we, most of the people are worked out and in the midst of all this um uh Sung Lee uh probably uh what's the word challenges Shahir to like a duel I guess in a way to like just end this because he sees that Shahir is very determined to not let things go easily and so he takes the ultimatum mm -hmm. and like one of us has to go and even despite ushering the stool uh suddenly doesn't plan to win he plans to like push shahir to the edge up until he, shahir has to fight back and that's when shahir like does a fatal blow uh and killing sunway okay so I would say you guys would journey away from the Accord Hall out of Mechanus and you would probably go back into the material planes uh, where you discuss the nature of your relationship. I'm going to right. say um, I have a confession to make. Okay. <laughs> I like I hate names so much that I'm willing to turn to AI sources to generate names for me. How could you? <laughs> How kidding. could I? I mean, if you gotta, you gotta. I, I use... It's just... I get stuck on names, and then, like, it, it causes more issues than it solves. Like, if yeah. names are, are pretty important, but I... yeah. Go for it. Like, um, if I didn't have my friend help me, I would have gone on to like fantasy name generator, pick something up from there and call it good. Yeah. So what's this fantasy name you generated? Uh, it's this town name, town called Edenbrook. So you guys go around the one of the world's most renowned gardens um, of Edenbrook, and in the light of the rift, 
everything could be seen as beautiful, but as you guys walk through it, the nature of your relationship and the nature of the equilibrium equilibrium guardians this this whole dilemma weighs heavily on all of, on everyone on both of you both you Shahir and Sunlay yeah at this point i would say walking around the towns of edenbrook there's whatever there's blossoms and oases and whatever this town is focused on growing the most beautiful gardens in existence um, there is a flare of magical energy. It was thriving. In fact, it ne had never looked more beautiful, but there was a flare of magical energy. And as each plant absorbs too much positive energy, it does begin to detonate, um, exploding with magical radiance. And since the town has so much plant life, the whole town would be subject to intense catastrophe. <clears throat> wow. So dramatic, I love it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, plant life destroys the town because it gets too uh, infused with magic. Well, so first it, it, you watch as there's this flare and it could almost be seen as wonderful as the plants grow to sizes of buildings, but then like you get a little bit concerned when the plants start cracking and breaking through the buildings itself. And as the flare continues, the plants become more and more agitated, filled with more and more energy. And people are starting to scramble around and you're starting to try to organize help for everyone. But then the plants do explode with magical energy, sending shrapnel and also radiance, which can be lethal to humans everywhere yeah. or mortals. <clears throat> and I guess from there, the events that I described would unfold, I'm assuming. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. would be injured in this explosion of radiance. Um, and because negative energy doesn't react very well. And suddenly would push it to a breaking point knowing that balance has shifted and therefore balance on the the guardian council has to shift as well so it's it's sort of with like regret but still a dutiful loyalty that he seeks a fight with shahir you yes exactly if if this is the new equilibrium then the Guardian Council has to reflect the new equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like so like in Sungwi's death, they have to sort of accept Shahir back into the council, I guess, is what you're saying? That's that that's Sun Lee's argument. Ah, uh, okay. That maybe this could be a new equilibrium that okay. all this death and destruction maybe something good can come out of it <clears throat> and he's willing to sacrifice you two to to see this new equilibrium 
I love Does it. Does that work <laughs> for characters? Yes, that works. Okay. Uh, saddened by the loss of Sunli, you hold out hope that if the rift is sealed, you can have your partner back. Balance to be restored. Something like yeah. that? It can. Or it yeah. can just be, you know, not a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, Depending it could be. Yeah. What stage of grief would you be at? Or would you be um, at all of them? Anger, depression, all at once? Probably anger, because of the whole barbarian mm-hmm. thing I'm going for. <laughs> um, some anger, definitely some grief. Um... Probably not a whole lot of compassion or patience. Mm. But, um... But not necessarily vengeance either. Mm. More of a... Sung Lee will, like... Um, tell Shahir his dying wish. And that will be kind of... Shahir's goal. Throughout the campaign. In finding... A new balance despite all this um death and destruction and the radiance mm. Yo. the yeah. rare the rift continues to flare with increasing brilliance um but when it flares night becomes day and anything made of organic matter it, it grows and expands and potentially explodes under exposure. So you go to one of the places closest in proximity to the rift, one of the mountainside villages flying across a a destroyed civilization. Yeah. Hmm. People are rebuilding. People are starting to learn how to deal with it. And that's where I'll, I think we'll start with the campaign proper. Is there anything you would do while you're up in Blywin Vale? Hmm. I think nothing in particular. I think because she uh, here sees this town um, rebuilding despite um, all that's happened in that area. Uh, he would get an interest in it just because of um some of these wishes of creating like uh, i guess a more balanced future so he would stick okay. around there up until the other characters show up and um you know with um well i forgot their names sarah and vera yeah, yeah. yep so vera's character do you know if she's still um Doing the plot that she like worked for a group that helped open up the, the rift. We we wouldn't know that in character. Um, maybe yes, but... there's been a lot of debate over it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I was just asking like out of character. I was kind of curious as a player. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's where 
Uh, Shahir would meet the other players. Um, I don't know how they're going to introduce themselves, but you know. Yeah. They would form Maybe their little new... to, to open the to close the rift. With this unbalanced force, anything unbalanced will have to change and adapt, but eventually it will come to a balance, and maybe one that will be different, new. Maybe you'll be able to find that within yourself as well. Yes, character growth, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think... Okay. So would you like to do little side adventures of your like journeys to Blywin Vale and like what do you encounter on the way? You encounter huge mutagenic plant growth creatures or tyrannosauruses that have quadruple heads or you know do you want to encounter anything that shifts your well yeah um the creatures have learned to avoid radiance it's sort of as uh, creatures know when earthquakes or tsunamis will happen. If you go around a forest and you suddenly see everything disappear and hide, you know that a rift flare might occur. Yeah, okay. But some of the yeah. creatures are exposed to it and they are exposed to exponential growth and mutation and just horrible monstrous changes mm -hmm. is there any yeah, I mean, experiments would... Shahir would do with this radiance rain or would just leave it as mm, well it depends so how much time has passed like say between Sung Lee's death and encountering um this other time that I already forgot the name of. It's, it's Blywind Vale um, with no vowels in the first half of it. Lovely. Blywind Vale <laughs> it's you would probably have been eight or nine days so the rift is still very very new. Like it's a it's part of life now. People adapt pretty quickly in apocalyptic scenarios, but yeah. not much is known about it. All right, so people are trying to live their lives despite the circumstances. But yeah, really nobody the, whoever, knows about it. whoever, it's basically if we use a real life example, um, like a place that never ever gets tsunamis or flooding. Let's say they, they get flooding or tsunamis. Whoever survived is still going to try to like work through how to survive flooding, how to like maybe use a boat around, maybe use more shelter, maybe use a different type of shelter, maybe communicate differently with everyone else. So the way of life is starting to shift, but there are survivors. There are plenty of survivors. Um, okay. I think he would be pretty passive at the moment, still dealing with his grief. He would uh, only deal with dangers if they came into direct contact with him. Um, but otherwise, he would probably just be observing uh, the area around him, you know, see how life is dealing with all the changes. 
would he in, like step in to protect anyone if their life was in danger or would he allow that change to occur I think That's a pretty big a philosophical question. That's like do you follow yes. balance and let balance take its change or do you let do you try to help whoever you can? I think a specific scenario that might happen is that he might like find like some wild animal in danger of like being struck by the radiance or maybe another radiant affected animal like you know some predator prey situation but um maybe hmm, this is confusing like wood elf wood elf civilizations are at pretty huge risk due to their proximity with nature um or like you'll pass other towns and stuff where people will be will be suffering basically because of change will he like stop at everyone or like what would cause him to stop i think things that would stop cause him to stop wouldn't be necessarily like people like passively in danger only in an active danger so like see if he like if he finds like he passes through a town and sort of like like ravaged and like people are like starving and stuff he would like pass through but not really do anything mm -hmm. but say if there was like an active monster or a creature he may interfere people are definitely like... not starving right now people are very well fed um there's just other dangers like getting okay. killed by a plant who comes alive and grows mouths and pulls itself out of the ground. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. different things. Yeah, I, I think he'd be, uh, he would be a little bit more active. You know, just passing through an area, sees a danger, takes it out in a swift manner, and then be on his way without any sort of thanks from the people or person he may have saved. The legend legend of the radiant phoenix cool hmm. yeah <clears throat> so how are like other like life forms being affected by this so like i know it affects plant life but you know i've been growing exponentially so the the very like other first, life forms. I have stages of exposure to radiance. Um, mm -hmm. The very first thing is it heals, it repairs. Um, so that's the very first. So anything organic or even like semi-organic will start to heal over time back to their original state, which is pretty terrible if let's say you have a house made out of wood it like the trees will start regrowing um <laughs> that's exactly what i was going to bring up so like are these our doors and like wood frames just turning yeah. back into trees and yeah it sounds so like the, it the, 
the people who build with more organic materials, like if you have a thatch roof, it's it's pretty bad because first stage is healing, um, second stage is mutation and growth, and then the third stage is radiant explosion, and then the fourth stage. I don't really want to tell you, but I think you'll find that out eventually. Okay, that's fine with me. So there's four stages. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you're like, what can happen after things explode? But things can still absorb radiance even after they explode. Um, It's technically called transcending transcending to radiance. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So I'd probably say that uh, Shahir hasn't experienced that fourth stage. He's he's seen these things explode. He probably assumes that's it, maybe. And so he leaves the area and doesn't stay to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you guys saw the gardens explode. The gardens of Edenbrook. Um, mm-hmm. The thing with explosion yeah. is it explodes with radiance. So then it will explode with radiance and it, the explosion carries radiant energy, which will also chain react into other organic material. So it's just <laughs> it's a chain reaction of explosions so, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anything like super densely nature populated um, will explode if it's exposed to a lot of radiance. And anything... So the most lush areas now are things that are only partially exposed to radiance. So there are some pretty vast caverns to like the Underdark where radiance mm-hmm. has diffused and dripped enough. So the Underdark is actually thriving beyond measure right now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, things like that. Um, it does diffuse and it does sort of act like... it. it like. It doesn't drip like rain, but it sort of refracts like light. Um, it can collect on surfaces, and then it can bounce off of those surfaces. Um, but in such small quantities, it doesn't really do very much. So caves and grottos are really, really lush. The actual surface is going to, if it was like well with lots of vegetation, it it will become sort of a, a wasteland of just radiant energy. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah. It does very, very strange things with organic material that sit inside other things, like water. Um, water has a lot of organic material. So you've seen if water is exposed directly to radiance flares, it will clog, like it will rapidly grow and mutate algae and clog the water source. Um, Oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. These types of things. Classic apocalypse scenario. But these are fantasy people, so they go through this type of stuff all the time. God, could you imagine going through a new crisis every week? Could you imagine not only living through the medieval age where like something like tuberculosis could kill you, but 
the like universe ending like a meteor striking the earth could just happen anytime you're so you're not only a peasant who's like starving and like doing whatever just trying to survive there's also these like cosmic things that might impact your life that you have no control over my god mm -hmm. you would just you could run a campaign just being these hillbillies trying to survive <laughs> Uh, if Sarah was like going to be vehemently anti-growth, like anti-leveling, we, she would basically be a hillbilly who's tagging alongside super powerful people. <laughs> it's funny. Mm. <laughs> I do hope that we actually get to do a full session next week. Yeah. Or maybe another day would be better. Maybe Sunday isn't that good for everyone. I don't know. I think maybe we should have another discussion on date. See if another day would be better. to talk about anything else i know you and i have actually had the most discussions about this campaign so we're like very very deep into the lore right now whereas the other <laughs> two are like yeah it's sort of going um yeah, and i'm, I'm just I'm, like i i could keep telling stories about like scenarios where radiance absolutely destroyed something or is fought back or but i would like the group to experience it as well <clears throat> that's true yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie and say i, I wasn't expecting this just because i really like D, D lore and stories so um yeah. I, it kind of happened in our old group too because i got really into it <laughs> and i was sharing a bunch of like backstory about my old character and stuff <laughs> and like no one else in our group really had anything to that extent mm -hmm. yeah I think, I um, oh, you can go. actually, you would be surprised at what Vera has, Vera has submitted some pretty long drafts of ideas. Um, it's just, they're sort of tempered by the fact that she doesn't know which path to go down. So she submitted like full paragraphs for each character idea. And then it's like, I don't know what character to play. And I'm like, these are all amazing. Like you could all, you can play any of these characters. And she's like, yeah, but they're not quite right. And I'm like, you've already written a book. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Well, I've written less than share... <laughs> Maybe you can share my character details and that might help her decide what she wants to do. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'll just post this and make them listen to it. <laughs> uh, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I do need to finish the backstory. Now that we have, now that I know more about the world and like the council and all that, I can probably do a more 
fleshed out backstory. Yeah, on and writing. now that you know that then, your town that you were in when you had an argument is this fabulous garden complex with tiered multi. Okay, I used ChatGPT to come up with this garden town, and it, it came up. <laughs> listen to this. Um, it had Blossom Lane and Petal Plaza, the town centerpiece. Blooming archway leads to Petal Plaza, adorned with fountains and spirits and floral arrangements. It has the Elemental Arboretum, um, dedicated to the four elements where visitors can see plants grown out of fiery blooms or ether grace or whatever. And it also has the Festival of Blossoms. All of these, all of these things. And you watch this town absolutely detonate itself because of its own beauty. <clears throat> wow. All that just, just be part of the backstory and get blown up by plants. <laughs> Here, let me send um, you what uh, ChatGPT sent me. Uh, I Yeah, that's why for certain things, I've talked to other DMs and some of them are really against GPT. Um, they're like, this is gross. Yo, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I agree that we shouldn't rely on it, but it can be so helpful to people who are just like starting out. Like people don't know where to start. They have an idea, but they don't know where to go with it. You can just throw it into chat GPT. Also, and it'll if I'm going this to, whole thing. if I'm going to have a town that gets blown up. I don't want to go through and make it the town and then blow it up. Exactly. That's that's just my perspective. Um, like yeah. uh, Blywin Vale, that is all myself. I've created that name. I've created the location. I've created their trade routes. I've created their like uh, governance system, um, their agriculture system. I've created all of that myself. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I think AI stuff should just be used for things like getting blown up. <laughs> but if you're making, <laughs> if you're going to do something that's going to be like reused a lot, you know, the home base, whatever, I think the DM themselves should make it. Yeah. I didn't know that we were going to be playing a, an apocalyptic campaign. I didn't realize that's that's what I implied when I said, what if there was a massive rift of, to the positive energy plane? But as I thought about it, I was like, this is actually terrible. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, when you first described it, it really just sounded sort of like radiation, sort of like this radiation is just yeah. like sort of not killing everything, but like mutating everything. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and then, I always and then thought now of it as a apocalyptic. <sighs> what was that? You always thought uh, of it. Oh, it's, uh, so like from the beginning, I thought of it as a apocalyptic. So oh, I, okay, I kind yeah. of seemed like, oh, everything, everything's kind of crazy right now. Yeah. I think I'm gonna stop this recording session. I'll send it. I'm not gonna edit any of this, so you guys have fun with that. But I'm mm -hmm. going to stop this recording session. We'll send it to the other people, and they can listen to, through it. Listen to your backstory. Sounds good. Yes. Everyone listen to it and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Bye.